everybody, welcome back into Mining Stock Daily. A little bit of a quiet day here on the podcast, but we are going to get in a corporate update that is a long time coming here. Uh, we are hearing from Doug Cavey from Defiant Silver. Defiant Silver continues to trade on the Venture Exchange with DEF and on the OTCQX with DNCVF. Doug, welcome back to the podcast, you stranger. How you been? Good, Trevor. Thank you very much. Actually, just got in from Mexico last night and uh, back into Vancouver. A bit smokier than when I had last been here a couple months ago. <laughs> but uh, yeah, it's been really good. Pretty quiet summer. I think everybody's sort of feeling that across the sector, but it's been good to play catch up. And, and of course, you know, the, the the results keep coming in for us. And we did, as you say, put out some news earlier this year, but it's been pretty quiet for us on the, uh, on the you know, marketing and, and interviews front. So it's good to Good to kick off the fall season with uh, with our good friends on the Mining Stock Daily. No, oh, that's very kind of you to say. But let's ju- let's kind of jump into it. Listen, you did put out uh, drill results earlier this summer. I mean, we're talking a couple of months ago. Uh, it, you hit the widest silver intercept to date at the Veda Grande uh, at, at Veda Grande there uh, at the project. Uh, Forty one meters of one hundred fifty seven point three grams per ton silver that included just under 16 meters of 379 grams per ton silver. Um, you know, and this was a while ago here. I'm not quite sure how much you want to kind of dive into it, uh, but obviously a meaningful intercept for the project. What has been happening since these results have been published to the market? Lots has been happening on site. We've been, uh, we did wrap up that drill program. Um, you know, the, the day escapes me. It was mid-May or so. Uh, so we did, you know, get have results or, or, or assays uh, coming in until just recently. So so it's starting to pile up. Uh, so we got to digest those and eventually get those into the market as well. Uh, we still haven't. We're still waiting on a couple check samples and things to come back in on the QAQC front. Um, as well, we uh, did a big program of relogging. Uh, we talked about that a while ago. Uh, and those assays are starting to come back in too. So you can expect some news coming back on that. And I guess the big scope has been. And we've always been talking about this is what is our understanding of the synthesis of the deposit? Why are there shoots? Why is there silver mining that happened historically where it did? Why are these shoots where they are? What are the controls on mineralization? And then begin to test them. And that's been our thesis the whole time. And what you're seeing on this set of results, and, and of course, what's coming through with the relogging, and then of course, the next set of results when we get those back in is. We're starting to really understand why these shoots are here, what the controls, the principal controls of mineralization are, and we can tag them pretty good. And, and as you can see, we can hit some hit some pretty spectacular grades. You know, it was up to five and a half kilo silver in that in that uh, in that long interval there, but they're all wide, like it's mineralized throughout. And what we're doing is taking that knowledge and then applying it to the historical drill holes. So let's say in 2014, 20, and this is you know not that long ago, nine, ten years ago, going back to those old drill holes and saying. Okay, it's a pretty clandestine looking mineralization. Like it, it, it shows up, but you have to really have a key into it. Like it's in this unit. It's when you hit these faults. It's sort of where, where, where we can model it. Particularly, that model is really important. And then going back and then doing that historical relogging and saying, hey, okay, look at this. This thing actually bulked out quite a bit. And and when you go back and and maybe assay above and below or what you can see, maybe this is looking like a much wider system. It may be amenable to a different type of mining method, whereas, you know, historically just, you know, vein chasing or, you know, uh, basically just, you know, following these narrow high grade veins where they were pulling out what that last drill hole was, that five kilogram material, which of course is just run of mill material. Um, Going and applying that model and and then looking at all of the historical data and then putting it back in all in the 
purpose of bulking up the resource estimate that we currently have. So when you do a resource estimate, of course, you have to use your underground mining uh, costs. You have to use your, your print, you know, your shipping costs and what your processing costs are. But that underground mining cost is very important. And then what does that mean? Was it going to be a narrow high grade miner? Can you actually look at this thing like a long haul stoke? Can you look at a different type of mining method that captures, you know, these wide intervals and 50 meters of 150 gram silver when, you know, the area is mining 80 gram silver underground is showing you that you do have quite a large volume of, uh, of mineralization. And then understanding the control of that mineralization, can we hit that in multiple places? So we've done a good job of updating the model. And then so the next set of, you know, what we've been doing is applying that knowledge to the historical drilling. And then what, you know, the current drilling that we're getting the results back, how does that fit into the current model? All to build up the resource estimate, all to plan future drilling. And then we've also had a big program up in the Panuco North uh, property. So we had the results last year from the Palenque property, which was that new discovery in the central part of the district. We've had a team aggressively working the northern part of the district was called Panuco, um, the Aurora and La Gloria trends. Um, that is, uh, you know, historically one of Pan American's really um, sort of gr top greenfields exploration properties in their portfolio in Mexico, particularly in the mid 80s and mid 90s. Um, that for uh, working that up as a drill target as well. And we, we really like what we're seeing there. Okay. So it seems like there's a lot of uh, desktop work being done and really narrowing down some really precise uh, locations for an upcoming drill program here. I mean, is that, you know, I, and you mentioned the resource estimate here. So what is the kind of a timeline? What needs to be done for that updated resource estimate for the project? So um, I wouldn't say that it's all desktop work. Actually, I would say that the okay. bulk of it is operational work within the district in the camp. So we have two facilities in Zacatecas. Uh, one's kind of our principal core logging facility. One's more of like a backup core logging where we do the historical core logging. And we have two field teams working right now in the in the district itself. One is a kind of a core mapping team. One's going and doing more actually almost environmental work right now and, and sort of safety work, just cleaning up all the old trenches, old shafts, just fencing things. So we do have a pretty active program boots on the ground but then we have a full team working on the drill core and then we have a modeling component as well um, our resource estimate as we always say we're going to pull the trigger when we see that 50 million silver equivalent on the veda Grande. this is again just in the veda Grande. this isn't count palenque this doesn't count in the north as well because we do believe this is a district there's going to be multiple systems that have you know multiple resources that'll all look at it a global resource but um, as soon as we see that number, we're going to pull the trigger. So we're doing some modeling. We continue to model. Uh, of course, we're just getting these results in right now. So we're a bit uh, ahead of the gun. Um, we're getting the historical results in. Um, and then we'll make a decision. Do we do another drill program or do we put the resource estimate together? Um, it's going to be hard to sort of put a date on that. Um, we're getting closer sure. and closer as we get these results. And of course, as you see, these wider, higher grade intervals are putting ounces on the book there. Okay. Do you have pending assay results out that have yet to been published to the market? Yes, we yes. have a full set of about a year of historical uh, drill core reassay that should be out pretty soon. We're working on, uh, you know, working on getting some news together on that. And then we have six holes from the most recent drill. I think it's six. I could be wrong. Don't quote me on that exact number. Uh, from the most recent drill campaign, and that again is 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 the the remaining six from the previous news release, which was the highest grade drilling that we've done on the property that falls on the back of three years of work. So we're quite excited about those. Visually, they look great. Um, who knows what the assays are going to say? And we're still getting those things back in as well. So we do have a, a pretty good uh, news flow of drilling information upcoming. Um, as well, we have some news coming out. You know, we're, we're waiting on decisions on Tapal. We're waiting on decisions from right. uh, you know what we're going to do with our upcoming drill program in the fall as well. 
Um, we have some property payments that should provide some news flow as well. We have one remaining payment on Santa Cassio and one remaining payment on the Lucita property for 100% ownership on both of those. So it's a pretty news heavy flow for us in the fall. Unfortunately, the market isn't really rewarding good results. All things considered, we put out one of sure. the best drill holes in the company history and the stock has remained flat since then. So can't really fight the tide. <laughs> Well, and I think one of the things I wanted to make sure that I conveyed in this conversation with you, Doug, is that, you know, A, you have mentioned to me just through, you know, conversation that this is some of the best core you have ever seen. And you're pretty seasoned to, you've seen a lot of core in your career. So obviously that, uh, that holds some merit but it also is very interesting because you know defiant silver is well cashed up and it seems like you're being uh, you're you're not eager to go out and spend all that cash right away knowing where the market is but maybe talk about you know how conservative are you being with your exploration work with the cash you have in hand given the market that we're we're working with right now uh, we're trying to be as conservative as possible. Uh, we're reviewing just about every single contract right down to the, you know, $10 subscription agreements for various online providers for whatever you have it, various Slack accounts, Slack user memberships, just things that are, you know, you can preserve that capital. And I think it's not so much to save $10. It's more to kind of uh, sh to, to just get the company focused in that way. Do we need to spend this money? Do we need to spend this money now? The market is not rewarding drilling. It's very clear. Anybody who's putting out drill results is not being rewarded. We have some of our colleagues that are drilling world-class discoveries, and it's just not. It's just completely flat. And if the value trader is not there, the value trader is not there. We need that generals value trader to see the value in the market for that value trend to go up. And if they haven't shown up, they may show up. We don't know. We can't predict when they're going to show up. Uh, then we're just putting news out to a dead market. So we have looked at that scenario. Um, we do have an obligation to our shareholders to update that resource estimate. So at some point, we may need to pull the trigger to put some new holes into the property just to get it to a, a more confirmed area. Um, but we are looking at that. You know, do we postpone drilling? Do we, post, do we postpone this and that? Um, if we continue to put out world-class results, I mean, these are some of the best results that have come out of Mexico in the last 12 months on, on a silver system. Um, do we, and, and nothing we had, you know, we traded up 10, seven, seven and a half percent. We traded up 10% yeah. the next day and then we were back down flat in three, in three days. So, um, do we continue to, uh, drill and have the market, you know, not reward us for anything, even though it is building value in the long term in beefing up that resource, or do we just sit back and say, Hey, let's preserve this capital. We have obligations when it comes to actual, uh, commercial terms that we have commitments to in our, uh, property payments. So those we can't really do too much about. Um, of course there is. There is the the idea that we could go and, and raise money, but we're not really keen at that at that price. Of course, there isn't really a market to raise money either, so it could just be falling on deaf ears. Um, but, you know, capital preservation, again, just going through with a fine-tooth comb, what can we cut out, what can we cut out? And we, we've been doing that consistently for the last over 18 mm -hmm. months. I mean, we've seen that this market has been deteriorating for quite some time. And our G&A expenditures are some of the lowest in the industry. Our exploration expenditures, when it comes to direct spends, you know, we, we, we've cut what we can cut. And we still are delivering these results. So um, I think we're just going to continue to do that. Keep looking, keep having that philosophical, you know, okay, does it need to spend this $10? Do you need to spend this $15? Do we need to spend this $30? Like whether or not that $30 is going to make a decision, it's that, it's that mental, you know, that mentality in the company to say, hey, like, what is this, what is this expenditure doing to help the company in the next 12 months? Yeah, absolutely. Okay. What about the opportunities? I mean, with this market, with a with a bad market, there are opportunities for those people willing to see them and jump on them. Uh, what kind of opportunities is Defiant Silver seeing out there 
Is there some M&A activity? Is there just, you know, full acquisition activity for projects in Mexico that maybe have uh, not seen, you know, seen any work done? What What is that silver lining, Doug? <laughs> yeah, well, there's a lot of a lot of silver in that lining. Um, <laughs> yeah, well, I mean, we're no active. We're active. We're certainly we're looking we're looking at properties. We're we're looking at what we can do. We're looking at you know, does it fit in the portfolio? It's got to be the right. It's got to be the right fit for us as well. You know, we, we can't get too distracted. We do have two flagship assets. Um, we we we're waiting on a decision from Tapal. We're quite confident with that. Uh, that process has to take its course. We expect to have some information about and, and not a, a definitive agree. Uh, sorry, definitive decision. But we expect to have some information about the timeline on Tapal in the next month. We'll hope it is in the hands of the court system, so we can't rush it. Um, but we are looking at something, but it's got to fit in that pipeline of you know it's got to fit that something that we can add value to the way that we work. It's not going to be like okay, let's acquire this project that's already advanced, that already has all this detailed engineering because we need to step back to the drawing board and say, hey, this is how you're going to actually level up the asset. And that's what we've done with everything that we've worked on so far. That's what we've you know, clearly demonstrated with Santa Casio. That's what we've clearly demonstrated with Lucita. That's what we've shown. We hope we can demonstrate with Tapal once we get the uh, once we get the uh, work going on the ground in that asset. And so we have been quite active. We've been going on property visits. We've been looking at new properties all over the place. And we've seen some stuff that does look interesting, but the price has got to be right. And we can't really put our shareholders in a in a in a compromising position uh, to make an acquisition that isn't going to actually get any value in the market. And it's hard to really justify those kinds of acquisitions right now. But as you know, the uh, opportunity is right now. And then you do see that payoff over a long period of time. It's just, can we stomach that in the short term right now with the market that we're in, with the sort of appreciation, with the sort of sentiment in the sector, with the sentiment in the jurisdiction, and and really with our team that we have, can we not overload them with work? Because right now we, we're delivering on all fronts in San Casio. All right. All right, Doug, let's uh, let's leave it at that. Appreciate your time. Thanks so much for the update. I think it was uh, much needed because we just wanted to hear what the latest is from Santa Casa and also in general from the entire company. Uh, we'll be talking uh, once again, it sounds like quite a bit this fall as the news flow, it sounds like we'll be ticking up. So thanks so much for your time. Be safe down there and also, you know, safe back home there in Vancouver. Yeah, I got a couple more days here and then back down to site and uh, we'll, uh, we'll update. I'll send you some photos, Trev. Maybe you can throw them up on... Uh under your feed there some of our core photos as we were talking about because it's pretty spectacular stuff yeah absolutely i'd be happy to all right that's your update from defiant silver everybody again trading on the venture exchange with d e f the information presented should not be considered investment advice mining stock daily and affiliates are not responsible for any loss arising from any investment decision in connection with the material presented herein please do your own research or speak with a licensed financial representative before making any investment decisions.